Hi, I'm Casey Hobbs. And I'm Shane Mason. And we're the hosts of Nurse Talk Radio. Please join us for this special edition podcast. In a few moments, we're going to be speaking with Nancy Altman. Nancy's the president of Social Security Works and chair of the Strength and Social Security Coalition and Campaign. She's the author of The Battle for Social Security, From FDR's Vision to Bush's Gamble, and co-author of Social Security Works, Why Social Security Isn't Going Broke and How Expanding It Will Help Us All. Nancy's going to weigh in on the chaos and damage the Republican-led repeal and replace has and will impose on Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security. She'll talk about the latest proposal called the Graham-Cassidy Bill, which seems to be even worse than the two prior proposals. This is a bad bill, but don't take my word for it. Here are just some of the organizations that oppose this Graham-Cassidy bill. The American Cancer Society, the American Diabetes Association, American Heart Association, American Lung Association, the Arthritis Foundation, Cystic Fibrosis, the ALS Association, the March of Dimes, Multiple Sclerosis Society, Children's Hospital of LA. Basically, any group you've ever given money to thinks this is a bad idea. Do you trust them? Or do you trust him, okay? (laughs) So if this bill isn't good enough for you, call your congressperson, 202-224-3121. Tell them this bill doesn't pass your test. And Senator Cassidy, you're on my show. Here's the thing. Nobody outside of your buddies in Congress wants this bill. Only 12% of Americans supported the last one, and this one is worse. Right now, there's a bipartisan group of senators working to improve the health care system we have. We want quality, affordable health care. Dozens of other countries figured it out. And that, of course, was Jimmy Kimmel talking about the current repeal and replace option that the Republicans have introduced and will vote on sometime this week. With us now is Nancy Altman. As we mentioned, Nancy's the president of Social Security Works and chair of the Strength in Social Security Coalition and Campaign. She also co-authored the book Social Security Works and has shared her expertise on numerous television and radio shows, including PBS NewsHour, MSNBC, and Fox News. Nancy, it's great to have you with us on Nurse Talk again. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So first, let's talk about the elephant in the room here, which is otherwise known as the Graham-Cassidy bill. Can you tell us a little bit what's in this proposal? Yes. This is one more version of this um, Trump care that just will not die. It's a bill to ostensibly repeal and replace the Affordable Care Act, but it goes well beyond that. It really repeals and replaces Medicaid, if you can believe it. So it is something that has had no hearings. They're apparently going to have one pro forma hearing Monday night, and it is coming up for a vote under a special procedure where there is limited debate and they can push it through. In fact, they're planning, if you can believe it, 90 seconds of debate on this. And the Affordable Care Act part will take health care away from up to 32 million people. But of course, Medicaid covers about 70 million people. So we're talking about a huge change that is the Republicans are trying to ram through the Senate. It's really scary what they're trying to do here, and their plan seems to have three main elements, and the first are these block grants that you talk about, and these block grants which slash federal funding that's currently slated for Medicaid to the tune of $375 billion. That's right, but if you can believe it, it's even worse than that, because it slashes the funding, but it also fundamentally changes Medicaid. What is so valuable about Medicaid and what is so valuable about all of us having insurance is that if you get sick, it is there for you. If you need um, chemotherapy, you've got it. It protects you against the unforeseen. What this does, and that's how Medicaid works, if you qualify, 
you have insurance and you it pays for your um, doctor's visits, your hospital stays, for nursing home, for a whole range of services. What this would do is say, okay, well, we're not going to give it to individuals anymore. We're going to give it to states, and they can do with it what they want, which means that if all of a sudden people in the state get much sicker or need much more expensive care, the dollars aren't there. So it really is something that's designed simply to be able to check off the box of a campaign promise without any thought about the health and well-being of the American people. And after making these huge cuts, these block grants, they're not even going to stick around, are they? That's right. Because of these expedited rules and these rules that restrict debate in the Senate, there's actually a cliff, if you can believe it, in 2026 when all the money goes away. It is the craziest thing for people who are elected and responsible to all of us, as I always say, they work for us. We don't work for them. And for them to be this cavalier about people's health is really an outrage, and it is all coming up for a vote next week. And one thing that we've seen kind of uh, pitted between the Jimmy Kimmel side of things and and the senators is I've heard several of the senators saying that, no, you'll still have coverage if you have pre-existing conditions. But then Jimmy Kimmel, some of the other folks are saying that's simply not true. Which which is the case? It simply is not true. There is a reason that you have every part of the medical world, the American Medical Association, the Ameri- which are the doctors, the nurses association, the hospitals, even the insurance companies are all against this legislation, as are the AARP, other groups that represent people with disabilities, and the American Cancer Association, American Heart Association, Alzheimer's Association. It's, it's really almost impossible to find anyone who is for this legislation. And the members are trying to obfuscate and say, oh, yeah, there's still pre-existing condition because it's up to the states. Right now, it is a federal requirement that insurance companies have to cover people with pre-existing conditions. That option will be there, but which is why some of the senators are saying, oh, yeah, we're not taking it away. But individual states can. So it's really not honest to say that there's that kind of guarantee against loss of coverage if you have pre-existing conditions. Jimmy Kimmel is exactly right. Yeah, this whole federalism argument sounds good on paper if you're a real constitutionalist or whatever, but the truth of the matter is is that if the states can have more say in what they're doing with the healthcare dollars, then they can do anything with that, right? They could tie it to any number of uh, things that would have to go along with it. They could use it to cut services as well or, or decree that services would be cut. So having your state decide what happens with your health care with no national standard really leaves a lot of room for error and a lot of room for subjective interpretation that, that maybe you don't want in your health care. That's exactly right. But it's even more basic than that. And that is that there are some things that the federal government does better than the private sector and does better than state and local governments. And that is broad-based insurance. Social Security, which is insurance against the loss of wages in the event of disability, death, or old age, and Medicare, which covers health insurance for those 65 and over, is more efficient than private sector insurance. It's more efficient than Medicaid even, because insurance is most effective when you can cover as many people as possible, and there is no ability, and you have to participate. There's nothing what the economists call adverse selection, where you wait until you get sick or you wait until your house burns down to buy that insurance. 
Obviously, you have to have it ahead of time. The only entity that can require all of us participate and we start participating immediately is the federal government. So federalism is important, except for our military. We have a federal military. We have an armed forces. We don't have, you know, we have militias, but if we're going to go fight in Afghanistan or Iraq, we have a national military. The same thing is true for the security, economic and health security. You want a federal program, Social Security, and a federal program, Medicare. And we should be expanding Medicare to everyone. That would take care of the pre-existing conditions, and it would be very efficient and provide excellent care. Well, and there's there's a moral test here as well, because Medicaid covers our most vulnerable people. It's, these are our, our seniors, children, people that are sick, 70 million Americans that wouldn't otherwise have coverage that are ill, that are vulnerable, and again, it just seems like we're being asked to choose as Americans, like, are we going to help our neighbor or not? And I, I just don't understand why they're always trying to make us choose between trying to help others and affordable health care, because it seems like they've been able to do this in other countries just fine. You know, I think you, you make a really important point, and that is you can analyze this in dollars and cents and all the economics, but at base, this is a moral question. We are the wealthiest nation in the world, and we are at the wealthiest moment in our history. Other countries can cover everyone as a matter of right, and we certainly can do it. When we enacted Medicare over a half century ago, we covered in Medicaid. We covered the most expensive parts of the population, seniors and people with disabilities. Covering the rest of us is actually the easy part. And we should be expanding Medicare. We should be expanding Social Security. We should acknowledge that the private sector is important and has its place, but not when it comes to life and death matters. Yeah, and you made a good point as well. If, if you don't have a healthy workforce, your economy is going to falter. And Donald Trump saying that, you know, the, the stock market's at the highest ever. Americans are doing the best ever, but we can't afford health care for anyone. It's just total hypocrisy. It makes no sense. Exactly. It really is. And a lot of the reports are coming out that the reason the Republicans are pushing this, they're not even defending it anymore on the merits. I shouldn't say anymore. They haven't been defending it on the merits. But what's come out is the donors are upset that they've been promising this. A lot of the tax cuts are contingent on this. Those in our society who have done so well, those the campaign donors, the Koch brothers and others, they should be required to pay their fair share And I think it's a matter of morals. We are all in this together. We are one country. We should all be contributing, and we should be insuring all of us against risks that we all face. Absolutely. Very well said. We're talking with Nancy Altman, the president of Social Security Works. For more information about this topic, visit socialsecurityworks.org or nursetalksite.com. Nancy, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? I I think only that... Although the money is all on the other side, we have people power. People are quite united in their support for Social Security and for Medicare. And what we need is the next few days for everyone to call their members to say vote down Trump care and vote to expand Medicare and to expand Social Security and require the wealthiest among us to pay their fair share. Absolutely. And again, we'll put your link on our website so people can get information there. But definitely call your senators, call your Congress people, and let them know how you feel. Nancy, thank you for being with us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. For more information about this topic, visit nursetalksite.com. 